Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Star Wars Lads. It's episode 51, and we've got some stuff for you guys today. It was a slow week in Star Wars, but we're going to do our best to give you all of the, the latest and greatest that's come from Star Wars this week and over really the last month. Uh, so before we get started, though, as always, hit that like button down below, subscribe to the channel, and make sure the notifications bell is turned on. You want to hear the latest from Star Wars Lads whenever we post a video, which is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Three days a week we post videos. Monday is a special topic. This past week I did a Star Wars holiday, Halloween special, which is uh, definitely worth checking out. If you haven't seen it, it's a lot of fun. And with Halloween on Sunday, you should check it out. And then Wednesday, as always, we do comic reviews. We do comic reviews day and date when they come out. So you'll want to check our channel out on Wednesdays for the latest and greatest in Star Wars comics. Uh, so, and then comment below as well and let us know what you think of the topics we talked about this week or anything that's happened in the past week on Star Wars Lads. Uh, we love to hear what you guys have to say, and we always respond to all comments. So, uh, yeah, now getting into Star Wars. So, what's new in Star Wars is our first segment, as always. And if we're being honest, there's pretty much, ap there's absolutely nothing that was new in Star Wars this week. Literally nothing. Um, so, we don't have too much to talk about. Again, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, there is the um, Bring Home the Bounty initiative that is going on where every week they are releasing new products that are being announced we're not really planning on covering those weekly because it's mostly toys and clothes and stuff like that. As we mentioned in the past, there is supposed to be one week we're getting a, a video game announcement and we'll, we'll cover anything that's really pertinent to the world of star Wars that gets announced. But this week I think it was a Soka toy from Mandalorian and some, some pretty basic stuff. So if you're interested in that, that did happen. Uh, StarWars.com also released an article about Halloween stuff and their favorite scary stuff in Star Wars, which I'm very proud to report that I covered almost all of that in my Halloween special. So if you want a more fun video version, check that out and don't read the Star Wars article. Uh, and then the main thing I wanted to talk about here, though, is a couple weeks ago, uh, they did drop the Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, and we've mentioned it before when they dropped posters or trailers for it. Uh, and I did get a chance to watch it finally. So if you are looking for something Halloween related with Star Wars before Sunday with Halloween, I'm going to give you guys a quick review of that right now. So uh, I have watched the holiday special that they did last year for Lego Star Wars and now this Halloween special. And personally, I like the holiday special a little bit more. I felt like the holiday special was a bit more creative with the Lego jokes. I felt like it was a bit more in tune to the Star Wars universe as a whole. It was a bit more of a celebration of Star Wars with the holidays as being a backdrop for celebrating different aspects of Star Wars. And it kind of gave us our old school kind of Lego Star Wars vibes where we got spoof jokes on things we've seen and, and a version of it that only really Lego can do. And I think the, ho the Halloween version, the terrifying tales does try to do something different. It, it focuses less on nostalgia and jokey versions of things we've already seen and more so on telling things that are unique. So I think that is something it does better than the holiday special. But I think it's less enjoyable than the holiday special for kind of the similar reasons. Uh, so this story focuses on, I'm not going to give any spoilers. So if you want to watch it, you know, you can still check it out. But this story focuses on Poe Dameron who crash lands on Mustafar and when he gets to Mustafar he meets a hut who is building a hotel in Vader's castle so uh, Poe was looking for a way to get his ship back up and running and he comes across Vinay who if you don't know who Vinay is I'm gonna throw a picture up right now 
He's the guy who appears in one shot of Rogue One and tells Vader that Orson Krennic has arrived at his castle. And he's supposed to be like Vader's caretaker. So he is the main character of this. And he is telling three different terrifying tales to Poe and this hut. I forgot his name. Uh, and there's this little kid who's also in it, who's a mechanic who's going to repair Poe's ship. Anyway, so there's three tales. The first is a Lego-y version of The Rise of Kylo Ren, which is a four-issue comic series written by Charles Soule that tells Ben's transition from Ben to Kylo Ren. Obviously, this is a Lego version, so it's played much more for comedy. It's And it's fun. It, it has the characters from that book. So if you read that book, it is kind of cool to see them in Lego form. Uh, but it is... Also, if you read the book, it is like, well, this is definitely not <laughs> how Ben becomes Kylo Ren. So you kind of have, like, if you're like me and you have that canon mind of, like, trying to keep everything straight, you watch this and you go, okay, this is this is a much goofier, not at all close version of how this story actually happens. <laughs> then there is, um, there's two other stories, one with Darth Maul and General Grievous, and then one about uh, the Saber of Scardant. So... There are some creative stuff that's in it. Uh, Darth Maul's story features him as the spider version that we see in the beginning of Clone Wars uh, when we first find, when Savage first finds him. So there there are creative elements to this and it does have appealing, it, it's a very appealing for families. I think if you're a family watch who wants to watch something Star Wars related or your kids are really into Star Wars or Lego or whatever, this is a great thing to watch and I think they'll definitely enjoy it. It has that Lego humor. And a lot of there are quite a few funny jokes, but for me the package as a whole didn't quite work as well as the holiday special. It is short; it's only about forty minutes, so it is does feel rushed in places. I felt like they could have gone a little bit more into the creativity of merging Star Wars concepts with classic horror things, so we could have gotten a bit of that nostalgia. Because if you've seen the posters or the trailers, there are Shining references, there's Lost Boys references, there's a ton of references to all these different. Uh, horror franchises or horror movies i think there was a nightmare on elm street poster one also so they've they've been trying to really incorporate horror movies with this and that was one of the things that interested me a lot was seeing star wars versions of those things but we don't really get that there's the occasional you know shot of droids standing next to each other like the girls in the shining there's stuff like that but it's very few and far between and i think it is mostly because this is meant for families and so they kind of go light on the horror references because for the most part, your kids aren't going to get them unless you've been showing your kids <laughs> horror movies. So uh, overall, I would, if you're an adult by yourself watching this, I don't know if it's necessarily worth it, but if you have a family and you have kids who are very into Star Wars or Lego, I definitely think it's something that will entertain them and it's short enough to where you're not going to completely regret watching it. But again, not as creative with its horror elements and horror references as I wanted it to be. So that's really all I have to say about Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales. Check it out if you'd like. Uh, and, and now we're going to move on to news and leaks. Uh, so this is the portion of the show we do. ends our show every week, and, and Sonic's going to give us a rundown of the latest in the world of leaks for Star Wars. And we've got a few things to talk about this week. Yeah, like Liam said, it's not really the biggest week that's been happening in Star Wars. And... I don't think we should really be complaining in that sense because we've got so much coming in 2022 um, that honestly, it might be a little hard for us to capture every single thing. We're going to try our best, but right now 
it's our moment of lull. And that doesn't mean that there isn't things with Star Wars. Star Wars is always in development. Star Wars, something is happening in Star Wars at all points. So going to something more Legends related, we have Star Wars The Old Republic's 10th anniversary coming up. So on LinkedIn of all places, uh, the senior development director, Brooks Gutry, I think I'm saying that right. Um, he's looking for you know a bit of a project development director to sort of types for the position. Um, trying to you know build some things with narrative and art experience specifically, and they're trying to create a lot of content, I guess, for the 10th anniversary. Um, if you've been keeping up with Star Wars: The Old Republic, it's probably the only active Legends thing that's still getting like story and narrative added to it. Um, for a long time, it was just like random expansions like the Revan expansion, Eternal Empire, and whatnot. But now they've like brought in some more of the companion stories and extended that. Some of the more mainline stories, which people were clamoring for. And it's it's continuing. It's still the civil war between the Sith Empire again and the Jedi. Um, and it's been going for 10 years, which by any MMO standard is quite good. Like it's still, it might not be like a top four, top five earner, microtransactions or anything anymore, but it's still quite good. Um, and it's on modern computers, it runs really well. So if you haven't, you know, had that itch satisfied by something like Fallen Order, or you just don't want to go back to an old KOTOR with whatever mods that you can slap on top of it. Star Wars The Old Republic is pretty fun to play through. And I think in one of the more recent updates, um, a couple of years back, you can start off as a level 60, essentially. Um, so that that's like a fun option. Um, so that's probably like the meatiest news. The next meatiest thing is coming out of the Ahsoka series, which... Not happening next year, but that should be a big thing for 2023. Um, like we said last week, Ahsoka is getting Hayden, and that's awesome. That's amazing. But Hayden probably isn't a main character, and he might not even be a main character in Obi-Wan Kenobi, so let's keep expectations tempered. But that doesn't mean that there aren't going to be cool things. Like We might get a lot of stuff with the Rebels. There's rumblings of a Sabine and Ezra casting going on. There's a lot of cool things there. Um, but the fun thing about Star Wars fans like us, like me and Liam, who have watched and read almost every single thing of canon, is that anything that we're missing isn't really consequential to us and it's not necessary for us to enjoy these new things, right? Like, for example, Liam's read through the whole Tron Ascendancy book series. I have not. I have not even read through the main Tron series, but all of those books don't really have a major impact just yet. And if Thrawn is a bigger character in the Disney Plus shows, yeah, I'll get to them. But it doesn't really affect anything that's going on with me. And if you're talking about a casual average fan, something like not having the understanding of Star Wars Rebels and, you know, even in The Mandalorian, not understanding why Bo-Katan is like a power player in Season 2 and why she doesn't have the Darksaber anymore and why she even had it in the first place is not something you'll understand unless you watched it. So... As much as fans like us are like, oh man, I can't wait to see Ezra, all this and that. That's a lot to really put on a new fan, especially someone who just joined in because they saw Baby Yoda. He was really cute, right? Um, So what they're doing in this Ahsoka series, um, according to the Illuminati, is that there's going to be a new character that's sort of like our Ahsoka, sort of our Ezra, like the audience stand-in, right? To help us really understand things. And I feel like this is the character that's going to have to deal with a lot of, get a lot of exposition thrown at them because there's so much leading into the Osaka series. 
lead, it, it's it's lead character. Um, I think the name right now, probably a codename, is Riz. Um, described as a bit of a lone wolf, worldwide, despite his young age, and able to handle anything life throws his way, and is a serious regular with options. The lone wolf thing is being speculated as like Filoni just throwing out that like yeah, it's Ezra, like it's the Lothal wolves again. I don't I don't think so. I think it'd be nice to have a fresh character for audiences to really get to know. And I don't think Ahsoka should only be dealing with characters from 10 years in her past, essentially like seven to 10 years. I think if she is going to be a power player in the new Republic era, she has to grow into something that's not really dependent on just her meeting with Anakin, just her meeting with Luke. She's got to have value in this era. So yeah, maybe we do get to see some of the Ezra and Thrawn stuff and their, maybe we get a whole perspective of them and that split with Ahsoka's until they finally meet, who knows. But whatever we're getting out of Ahsoka as a character, with Rosario Dawson playing her, she needs to really make it her own instead of just cameoing in her own show. So I think a character like Riz is going to be new. It's going to have to deal with a lot of the like stuff, that the exposition that you need to understand the show. But otherwise, could still be a really fun new character. And I think... I mean, we've seen stuff in, like, Bad Batch with the um, Martez sisters. And if we don't love it, it is still important to her development of understanding the ideals of what the Jedi used to stand for to just the average person in the galaxy. So maybe now, with the legend of Luke kind of growing, maybe her legend grows in a way similarly, even if she's not a Jedi anymore. And Riz is, like, one of the first people who really gets to experience that. So I think that'll be really cool to see. The rest of the news is a little weaker it's very much as facts i'm gonna spill uh there's a new book that was leaked that's coming on amazon on may 3rd called the legend of obi-wan kenobi and it's curious because it's coming out on may 3rd and may 4th obviously is may the 4th for us and the rumor is the kenobi show could just come out that day so it would be a very very that rumor seems to be picking up some steam there essentially of uh, the show being released that day um the Saturn Awards, which are given out to like a lot of sci-fi sci-fi movies and shows. Um, the Bad Batch picked up a couple, and <laughs> the Mandalorian picked up a couple. Clone Wars picked up a couple. Actually, Bad Batch did, Clone Wars did, and the Rise of Skywalker picked up five. Which, if you're not a big fan of the show, of, of the film, you might be like very upset and like, oh my god, what is it? it the Saturn show is not the, those awards are the Saturn Awards are not known for being like true like high level sci-fi word it's just more like was this a fun thing that people watched and enjoyed yeah and rise of skywalker was enjoyable for a great many people so it's nice that there's some recognition there even if it is admittedly very flawed film and finally uh we are transitioning into comics into the crimson air uh, rain era the war of the bounty hunters is i believe now firmly behind us maybe there's a one shot or something still left but for the most part, we are done with that. And as you've covered in our channel, me and Liam really enjoyed it, but it was dragged out in a lot of ways. Some of them had some really interesting one-shots. Um, some of the mainline stories got shafted, like Commander Zahara from <laughs> the main Star Wars line. We haven't seen her in like seven months now because of how long this has been. And some of that is because of publishing and different things like changing of publishers and supply chain issues due to COVID still being a big factor in all of our lives but crimson rain has been hinted at and promised to be 
less of a forced interconnect the story and more of a crimson dawn infiltrating with different people that they're allied with into different organizations such as the empire the rebellion um we're gonna see the tag family be infiltrated so that's how the afro series will deal with it that's kind of how the war of the bounty hunters main series kind of leaves off and the preview here is basically just kira with that final shot from war of the bounty hunters number five addressing all of them she talks about Maul, which is really cool. So she's very aware of the Sith and his own history with the Sith. And she talks about how, like, yeah, Crimson Rain has always been powerful around cruel and all that. But now I have given Crimson Rain purpose. Kira is understanding and trained in all the ways of the dark side and all that, even if she isn't herself force sensitive. But she is also very understanding that, you know, everyone in the galaxy thinks like, oh, power is split up and shared you know in different ways and even if you're in the lower part of one they use these strange visualizations with holograms where even if you're in the valley of one mountain world or diagram you're still might be way better than someone else's peak in the galaxy but she says in truth the galaxy is a pyramid and only the top most people control it and the top most are palpatine and vader so it seems like Crimson Rain is not only going to deal with a lot of infiltration with the Underworld and getting a whole vice grip there, kind of sort of how Maul first did it with the Shadow Collective, but bigger by the looks of it. But it also does look like that, hey, we're going to deal with like her hatred of some sorts towards the Sith. And maybe there's going to be some attempts on Vader's life. Vader in his own series is now sort of aware of the Crimson Rain uh, Dawn infiltration, but... If you have it, there was a big twist ending and then the final Darth Vader issue. So, yeah, I mean, it's curious to see Crimson Dawn sort of have a bit more of like a focus to them instead of just being bad and criminal. It's like now we have like a target in sight. And I'm I'm not really sure what her ultimate goal is. I don't know if she really wants to rule the galaxy. She seems to still have some morality, but she's also clearly someone who's far more in tune with the dark side of the galaxy and the more criminal elements. And this has been 10 plus years since Rogue One, not Rogue One, sorry, a solo Star Wars story. So how Kira plays into this story, how she's gonna maybe interact with Leia, maybe this continues into a little bit past Return of the Jedi, who knows? This is only the second part of a trilogy um, from Charles Soule. So if you've been keeping up with this, it's an interesting preview and it gives me some hope that all of these stories will have Crimson Dawn in them, but won't be connected to like, oh, we're all in the same location. We're all dealing with the same thing. It's just more of like, how do we deal with who do we trust and what's actually going on within our ranks, which I think is far more interesting. But other than that, yeah, that that's basically the week. It's a lot of small different tidbits here and there. Yeah, they, I think I'm getting more and more excited for Crimson Rain as it's getting closer because, as we've said in our comic reviews for War of the Bounty Hunters, the most interesting part by far was Kira's return and how Crimson Dawn was going to play into that. And and that was so heavy in the first two or three issues when the series was really hitting its stride. But as it kind of got dragged out, then it became more about Empire yeah. Rebels and Bounty Hunters and trying to fit all this stuff in. And it was Kira took a huge back uh, seat in issues four and five so um i'm looking forward to seeing that progress we do have two more 
War of the Bounty Hunters tie-ins, uh, Star Wars and Bounty Hunters. They should be the final ones, kind of like Vader was this week. If you watched our comic reviews, we talked about how Vader starts at the beginning of uh, before issue number five of War of the Bounty Hunters, but then finishes well after. So I think and hopefully Star Wars and Bounty Hunters do the same, where they really tie up the finale of where those characters are moving forward. And then hopefully Crimson Reign isn't too big on tie-ins and more if the tie-ins exist for crimson rain which they undoubtedly will but hopefully they're more essential kind of like how vader down did it or even screaming citadel even though it wasn't as good it's still like everything was kind of essential for reading that uh war of the bounty hunters was more of a traditional event in that it's a tie-ins weren't necessarily essential and so even the best of the tie-ins you didn't have to read them to know what was going on. The only ones we like we said we you have to read are bounty hunters, and that's not because they're essential. It's just because those characters are so shoehorned into the story that you will have no idea how they got there unless you read bounty hunters. So I'm looking forward to Crimson Rain, and hopefully it's a little bit smoother sailing as we progress into the final arc. Um, what else? Oh, the uh, the Rebels. I, yeah, you make a good point about Rebels. I think it, it is interesting because Rebels still hasn't yet to be as widely adopted by the star the, the larger like fringe groups of more casual Star Wars fans as Clone Wars has. So bringing in Ahsoka or Bo-Katan is a lot easier for to, a lot easier sell to the higher ups than bringing in Ezra and Sabine or Hera. So I think. It will be interesting, and it could have the reverse effect where you bring in Ezra, and now everybody goes and watches Rebels. But uh, it could also be very, very confusing for people. So we'll see uh, Thrawn as well. Like most people have no idea who Thrawn is. I, I think most, almost everyone who is a Star Wars fan, even if you're casual, has heard the name Thrawn because of, he's been around. He's honestly been around almost as long as the original trilogy characters. He's been around for over thirty years. So he. Is exist has existed in Star Wars mythology, but I think a lot of people still just don't know who he is, and they just know the name. So it'll be interesting to see how they adapt all that, and how we. I'm really, I'm really intrigued to see what they do with Thrawn and Mandalorian and in Ahsoka because they've got, you know, now before you were kind of safe with Thrawn, you had a safety net of doing Thrawn pre episode four gave you license to kind of do whatever you wanted because we don't know as much about Thrawn's story there in legends, but doing five years after return of the Jedi is the exact timeline of heir to the empire. And doing that is going to step on toes, depending on what you do with him. And then also as somebody who's read all eventually six Thrawn books, he's a very, very, very different character than he is in heir to the empire especially with his morality and his loyalty to the empire. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt that into an heir to the empire style story. And every time we talk about it, I get more and more intrigued. Uh, so that There's is going to be what I'm looking a, forward such to. such a different catalog of characters that will be in this heir to the empire sort of story that even if he's different, it's not like we have a Mara Jade who's going to show up still right. good. I don't think she will. I don't but think so. now we have we have an Ahsoka, which is an equally powerful force user in comparison to Luke in this yeah. era, and a baby Yoda and a Mandalorian uprising of sorts. Like what's gonna happen? Is this Empire Hand? Is this 
we're going to see some more chis like it's all so. they're all claimed to be coming together right and it seems like thrawn would be the ideal big bad but how many beats of heir to the empire will really stick <laughs> yeah yeah and that's the thing is that book was written in a time when we didn't know anything post sequels or i mean original trilogy so we didn't know prequels even so there's a lot of stuff that obviously doesn't work anymore even in just a prequel world uh with the clones and and stuff like that so it's going to be really fascinating to see how they do it uh master sabayoth like all that stuff is can't be adapted and even like talent card i guess could kind of be like grief carga talent card yeah kind of merge with a little bit of the underworld stuff there but it's again underworld's not nearly as prevalent in mandalorian as it is in era of the empire so anyways uh i've actually thought a lot about making a series or something about adapting air to the empire let us know if you want to see that in the comments below that is it for this week's episode of star wars lads episode number 51 thank you guys all so much for watching as always if you didn't at the beginning, please hit the like button down below. It really helps us with the YouTube algorithm, helps us get seen by more Star Wars fans so we can do more stuff interacting with you guys and the larger Star Wars fan base as a whole. Subscribe to the channel so you can get the latest from Star Wars Lads when it comes out. We release three videos a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, so you want to stick with Star Wars Lads for all of the latest in Star Wars content. And then if you have social media, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at Star Wars Lads. We post news, schedule updates, as well as comic reviews on TikTok and, and more. So you're going to want to stay involved with our social media. And then if you are watching this on YouTube and you like to listen to it in podcast form, we do release these Friday numbered Star Wars Lads show episodes on podcast platforms. You can go to Anchor and find the podcast platform of your choice, the Spotify, Apple Podcast, all of those are on there. So you can follow us on any of those platforms. So thank you so much for watching this video. We'll be back on Monday for our latest special topic. And then as well as Comics Wednesday, if you saw their comics video, you know that there is supposed to be two. There's supposed to be Star Wars and Bounty Hunters, but the main lines have been postponed every week. So it'll probably just be Star Wars 18. Check that out on Wednesday. And then we'll be back for Star Wars Lads episode 52 on Friday. Thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week.